I originally released this episode with the theme music from the 70s and 80s action-adventure show, Black Sheep Squadron. There was an issue with SoundCloud, so they took the file down, and understandably so, that was my fault. So I'm re-releasing it with the regular music. This is the Veteran Wargamer. This is the Veteran Wargamer. I'm your host, Jay Arnold. In this episode, episode 69, I yes, am... Yes, it is. I am joined by a longtime friend of mine and a recent addition to the J... Well, not really all that recent at this point. Uh, part of the J3 group. He's a, a regular attendee to J3 events, and we've been to other events together. Mike Burke. Mike, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for having me. Um, I would like to point out we are recording on July 3rd. I'm going to try to get this out on July 4th, America's birthday. And it makes makes sense because we are speaking with America's Sergeant Major, according to his blog anyway. Oh my and, gosh, yes. <laughs> retired. Retired, yeah. Um, I'll let you tell that story yourself uh, here in a moment, but... Um, yeah, I'll, I will definitely have a link in the show note, f- folks, to Mike's, I think it's safe to call it dormant blog, America's Sergeant Major. Um, yes, dormant. Dormant is accurate. The monkeys and, are no longer my problem, so I don't have to write about it anymore. <laughs> um, I, I did recently, and I told you this earlier, I, I did recently reread one of your one of your entries on the blog about uh, leadership is relationships. And oh, yeah, that, yeah. I think that's that's an excellent... And the thing is that that applies not just in the military, but also in, in civilian life. And it's not necessarily even a leadership issue. It's it's a matter of just getting along with the people you work with, you know? Right. And, Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny. This is a topic of what we mean to talk about, but I'm often surprised how people don't get that military leadership actually translates into real life. Mm-hmm. You know, they think we're doing nothing but yelling at people, and that's not the case. You know, no, no. I mean, there's there's certainly plenty of opportunity for somebody. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not a sergeant major by any means. I'm not even a master sergeant or first sergeant, but you know, I'm I'm high enough. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of one of those EF Hutton kind of moments. You know, when when Sergeant First Class Arnold speaks, people listen, right? Right. And you know, it's easy to think that your rank necessarily gives you the clearance to, you know, just stamp your feet and yell and scream until you get what you want. But at the end of the day, I mean, especially in the National Guard, right, people that support you, especially if they're not, you know, under your organization directly, they Mm -hmm. can come up with all sorts of perfectly valid reasons not to help you. Yes, there's always a reason <laughs> to say no. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a great way of putting it. There's always a reason to say no. And it could be, you know, there there are any number of easily defensible and easily logical, you know, highly logical reasons that someone doesn't want to help you. But um, no, we're, we're, we're getting a little off track. This isn't the, <laughs> this isn't leadership moments with Jay and Mike, although that would be an interesting mm. podcast in and of itself. Um. 
Fans, if you would like to see that podcast, please write to Jay Arnold. Um, Sorry. Comments on a postcard. Um, I think, actually, I think that'd be a fun, that that might be a fun uh, roundtable with Nick also. Mm. Our mutual friend, Nick, who, uh, actually, Nick's been on the podcast. Uh, Nick Nether, he's uh, one third of the top phase with Dave crew at this point. We need to get Uh the band, that particular band back together. But anyway. Mike, if you would, yes. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests the first time they're on. What makes you a veteran war gamer? Oh my goodness! Well, everyone, between the days when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, um, no, in uh, 1992, America's recruit uh, stood on the yellow footprints in San Diego, California, and uh, wondered what in the world he'd gotten into. Uh, 26 years later, I'm a retired Marine Sergeant Major and, uh, a couple of deployments to Iraq. Um, I spent a couple of years in Bahrain and the Persian Gulf with the fleet anti-terrorism security teams, uh, during the Arab Spring. So we reinforced a number of American embassies. Uh, we were in Cairo and a lot of that was going down. So I've done some interesting things, um, but as far as and that's the that's the boring veteran part, right? Like uh, the cool nerd war gamer part. Um, oh man, you know I, I I don't I link like things I'm into together. Like it's not just war gaming. I remember growing up as a kid reading uh, John Carter of Warlord Warlord of Mars comic books, right? And Conan mm-hmm. the Barbarian and Tarzan and. That was really kind of my introduction to this kind of stuff that we like, right? And uh, let's see. I recall later, oh, man, maybe I was in sixth grade. I was introduced to Dungeons and Dragons and where we could actually play these guys, you know. Um, And I remember playing some of those games. And uh, I recall, you know, and we all played Risk, right? We all loved that game. uh, as kids, um, and we all had army characters, and uh, that we fought. You know, we had fight each other with little green soldiers. And um, I remember playing the stuff we used to play when I was a kid in Hawaii. We used to play. Uh, we called it the Grand Battle at the end of time, which meant you could bring all your toys from all eras and fight them. <laughs> We'd have these huge battles. Uh, with five of us with, you know, you'd have knights and Star Wars ships and G.I. Joes and everything fighting each other at once. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't remember the name of this game, but a friend of mine introduced me to this board game, and I think it was Dungeon? Mm-hmm. Or uh, it's kind of, was it like Hero Quest? Is that one of the ones we've played? Uh, yeah. Where we're marching. It's similar to that. We're, you're just kind of moving your pieces around the board and uncovering what's in the room. I remember thinking what an awesome game that was. I just don't remember the, the name of it. Um, no, there's there's one called Dungeon. That, okay, uh, I think that was it. Yeah, Dungeon uh, is kind of like D&D Super Super Light. And right. they're, they're, the original version came out in the 80s, and you can see uh, in one of the episodes of the first season of Stranger Things when the, the Federales are going through one of the kids' basements and they, uh, they bring out a, a copy of Dungeon and put it in the trunk. Mm. And, uh, okay. no, you can, uh, Wizards of the Coast is, uh, reprinted dungeon. You can get it now. And it's, oh, nice. it's a solid entry level 
basic game. I've I've played right. with Joey a couple times, and he definitely prefers Hero Quest to Dungeon, but he's he likes it too. Yeah, well, and you know that at the time that was all that we had, right? I remember mm-hmm. around that time going to my fir- first time I actually went to a game store, right? And the the world opened up. You know, I got introduced to uh, Star Frontiers. I don't know if you remember that game. I I spent more time oh, reading yeah. it and 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 making up characters and scenarios and things than I did actually playing the game. But in the game store, I mean, the whole world of things. Uh, opened up because there was, and at the time RPGs were the main thing. I don't remember there being a lot of board games uh, that we were getting into, but they were, they existed. Um, Oh man. Then, and then in high school, I got introduced to a lot of different kinds of board games and I can't even remember them all. Um, And of course got introduced to games workshop uh, via games like chainsaw warrior and uh, Talisman, which was an awesome game uh, mm. uh, at the time. I remember, I haven't played any of the recent versions of it, but I just remember having a blast with Talisman and um, reading White Dwarf magazine, you know, every month just because the art in the, in this, you know, right. uh, all that was just so awesome at the time. And, and I never got into the modeling at the, yet, you know, at that phase, but I just loved the games and the storytelling. And I, read all the black library books that were available and uh, we were playing car wars and oh man, what else were we playing? If we can get our hand, you know, some of those, a call of Cthulhu came out later. And uh, it was the days of high adventure. But anyway, I remember being introduced to all that stuff and mm-hmm. playing a lot of the different games. I never got into the tabletop wargaming stuff really. Um, at the time in high school, a lot of the games had paper, you know, like a paper uh, thing that you stuck in the stand and moved it around the board yeah. and whatnot. Um, and I just can't remember the names of them because when I joined the Marine Corps, I kind of got out of it simply because there just weren't a lot of people doing it, right? It still wasn't cool yet. Um, I remember, and plus I was a grunt, so it's not like you are bringing your game <laughs> out into the jungles of Okinawa and unfolding, you know... Um, doing that but we did play a little D, I recall as a young marine and then another game oh man i can't believe i can't remember the name of this game the underground that's what it was that game was cool because you were a uh oh man it's kind of like uh the watchman but the government makes all these you know super soldiers and then you come back as a veteran with like you know ptsd and all these side effects of your powers and you're just a guy in the street going on these adventures. That was kind of a cool game. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, uh, let's see. Now that I've retired, uh, you know, I can get more into it. As a Marine, you know, especially as the higher ranks, it's not like I can hang out with the Marines and play cool games. Uh, you know, but now that I've retired, I've gotten a lot in, into a lot of different more games and, uh, was able to hang out and start J- doing J3 stuff with you guys a couple years ago, and that was a blast. That was probably the most fun I've ever had doing wargaming was at J3 with you guys. So, you know, I'm back. Well, America's Sergeant Major's back, gamers. Stand by for action. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's definitely, you know, and I've said it before, there's, there's definitely something for everyone in... You know, you mentioned some of these different games that 
you know, I, I never even got the chance to play like Chainsaw Warrior. You know? mm-hmm. but yeah. How, how could you not like a game like named Chainsaw Warrior, right? Right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's where the whole chainsaw thing comes in for the whole game. Yeah. Right? Because that wasn't a Space Marine weapon until later. Uh, right. But yeah, Chainsaw Warrior. Come on, dudes. Um, I actually never got a chance to play it. I just remember being, you know, a broke 16, 17, 18 year old kid longing to crack open that box as I saw it on the mm-hmm. show. But um, let's absolutely. let's take a look real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna look on the on eBay while while we're thinking about it just real mm-hmm. quick and see what I can come up with for the Chainsaw Warrior. <laughs> and, and while I'm looking that up, I mm-hmm. you know your your story is I mean men of a certain age, you know, probably yeah. 35 to 45. It's, it's all very similar. You know, you didn't say mm-hmm. the, you know, the only two words you didn't say were red box, right? Red box D and D. Right. Uh, yeah. But, if you want to keep your lunch money. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's just, well, there very... were other little moments in throughout my career in the core that I was able to do it. Like, I got to uh, the first time I got to go into a games workshop store. Uh, mm-hmm. I was an embassy guard in Dublin, and oh, you know, yeah, oh, so I went. I was in Dublin, and I went to a games workshop store, and that's and that's when Gorka Morka came out. And uh, okay, that's the first time I actually bought models, and I bought a bunch of orcs and built school trucks, and never got to actually play this stupid game. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I do also recall playing Blood Bowl with some buddies of mine when it first came out, mm. and I was still back in. Uh, that was a blast too. We really got into that. Um, I've got quite a bit of Blood Bowl stuff. If I could bring that mm. up to J three, we could do a couple turns. Ooh, we might. I haven't played that in thirty years. You know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, Blood Bowl is one of those games where it's brilliant for the first half, mm-hmm. and it just turns into a slog. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. each player, each player getting sixteen turns, just and you know you're you're trying to do you're trying to figure out your optimum, you know your optimum course of action to get the most out of the turn in case you screw something up and yeah, the it can be such a you know analysis paralysis could set in so hard that anyway, um, <laughs> my friend James, uh, you've met James, I think he's been to J three number of years. Um, he is a Blood Bowl fanatic, fiendy, <laughs> and he does all sorts of different variations where it's a narrow or a short pitch, or um, you're only playing five on five, or you're only playing mm. a stunt team. So it's pretty much like dwarves, goblins, and halflings, and that's it, right? And right. Um, yeah, he's he's got it whittled down. He he only plays eight turn games, eight turns per player, and that's it. So. Um, because yeah, it can it can slog. Um, yeah. Speaking of Chainsaw Warrior, however, there are quite a few on eBay. None in the United States. Look like looks like it's uh, Canada and the UK for the most part. So, mm. um, oh, here you go. Maybe maybe this one is in the United States. Let's see here. It's got a buy it now at a hundred. Starting bid seventy five. Got two days left, and only twenty dollars shipping. So that's not terrible. If you want to pay ninety five bucks for it, <laughs> um, oh here we go from Canada. It's uh, forty forty. You know, it uh, converts to forty dollars and twenty three cents and eleven and a half bucks for shipping. So 
55 bucks. Eh, that's not that's, bucks get you there. Yeah. That's about the price of a lot of games nowadays for goodness sake. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's doable. I I will send you a link right oh, about yeah, and I've played now. Now that I'm remembering back, I've played a number of uh, like Games Workshop games, and like I think the Battle for Armageddon was one of the mm-hmm. old board games they had, and then there was the Battle for the uh, for Earth, and I cannot remember the name of that. Game. Well, they've re-released those games with plastic figures. At the time, it was all paper, right? Yeah. Like little cardboard things you moved around, um, but. Uh, so I remember I played a lot of those and, and those were fun. Gosh, I had yeah. a blast playing those. Well, that I mean that that certainly that certainly helps to explain your interest in Junta whenever Palmer brings it to mm. to J three or CJ three. So mm-hmm. that, well, that's I played certainly... that in high school too. And when when Palmer found out that his first sergeant played Junta, he wet his pants. It was funny. Um, and we, he he was able to set up a game that the the headshed was the entire headshed and Lance Corporal Palmer were playing uh, uh, Hunter and um, and um, oh my goodness what was the other game we were playing it's the World War Two board game Axis and Allies Axis and Allies we played Axis and Allies <laughs> so you have all these majors first sergeant you know. <laughs> a captains and Lance Corporal Palmer playing Axis <laughs> and Allies. Oh, I've, I've got a. We we were kind of Axis and Allies fiends when mm. I was in Bosnia, and yes. we. I mean, we were the remfest, We were the remfiest remps who ever remped there, and we we were in Sarajevo, and our office was in the former. We were told it was the former headquarters of the UDBA, which was like their KGB, right? Mm. And our office was in that building, but the our barracks was in a compound across the river and, you know, on the other side of town. And we were allowed out. You know, we could go freely. You know, we had to go in groups. I think the minimum group number was two, and it was pretty, pretty chill. And, but there was a curfew, you know, uh, NATO troops had a curfew. I forget what time it was, but, uh, Dan Simmons, myself, um, I can't remember the guy's last name. I just remember Hans. Oh no, Hans, Hans wasn't with us. Anyway, a couple of us had been at the office late playing Axis and Allies and we realized, oh crap, we're going to be super late. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to... (laughs) You know, we're one more round. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. You know, hey, we're you know we're paratroopers. We know what we're doing. We're armed. You know, <laughs> we'll and uh, we're walking, uh, walking back. You know, it's all you know, it's all downtown Sarajevo, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one's paying attention to us. They see you know they see NATO, NATO soldiers all the time, and then the Dutch MPs roll up. <laughs> Mm, of <laughs> like, course. What are you guys doing out? It's like, well, we were at the office late. Oh, okay, likely story. So <laughs> <laughs> they they get us. You know, they obviously don't detect any alcohol on us. We're mm-hmm. you know, we're we're not showing any signs of inebriation, but we we get taken. But you know, they gave us a lift to the barracks. And said, all right, we need you to name your officer in charge, and 
this and the other. Okay, it's Major Smith and no, really, and <laughs> really, we're just a bunch of nerds. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the next Ooh. morning, we all get called into Major Smith's office, and you guys are out late, huh? Yeah. What were you guys doing? Well, playbacks and allies. We lost track of time. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I've got to tell the colonel. So, just want to make sure we had the. We had the same story that the MPs gave us. So, well, and, and if you've ever played Axis and Allies, you know that's absolutely like something that happens, right? Yeah. You, you start in the morning, you blink your eyes, and it's dark out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're still fighting World War Two. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Axis and Allies. It, I mean, we didn't have to. You know, my my motto was: you're never in trouble unless you have to sign something. So. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, that's right. So we didn't have to sign anything, so we were in trouble. So, yeah. Um. Now the. Uh. Now one of the good things about the the hobby board game, of course, is there's there's not much. There's not much in the way of prep, right? You just mm-hmm. box opening and get to it, and then you had mentioned like blood bowl, you know, that started, yeah. that's kind of a hybrid between a miniatures game and a, in a board game. And there's more and more, it's, it's hardly, you can't hardly find a board game anymore that doesn't have miniatures, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe has like some Chrome or an add on, but there's, there's just about miniatures, miniatures one way or another for everything now. Right. And there's, yeah. And there's supplements to those games, right? It, you know, the, what do you call them? Expansions. Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, well, because well, I, I like. Bu- go ahead. No, please. Well, I was just saying, you know, because I like I bought uh, was it uh, Giant Killer Robots Heavy Hitters, and I love the models so much. I didn't haven't even played the game yet. I went ahead and ordered the two expansions, and so that's like three hundred bucks for <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, and just because I love the models so much, right out of the box, they're gorgeous and. Uh, and so they, they that's how they reel us in because now that we have money they can you know they can get us <clears throat> well I, I think I, I think it's definitely worth mentioning as an aside that you faithful listeners will notice that that was not the typical music to open the episode and <laughs> um there's there's a connection to the music. Mike, do you want to you mind to uh, state the oh, connection? The, to the, music? the connection to the music that was uh, the music for an old television show called Baba Black Sheep, if I'm not mistaken, um, which was about a Marine uh, fighter squadron in World War II, uh, famously commanded by Pappy Boynton. Um, and I also used to be the sergeant major of that squadron before I retired, so it's a double whammy for us Jay tried to welcome me and make me feel comfortable with the proper entrance music (laughs) though I need to point out I'm not an air winger by trade but hey it's the Marine Corps you go where they send you right I'm I'm currently facing that possibility I'm Mm. there's a there is a chance I don't know how great a chance is but there is a chance that I might be going to a transportation company. Mm. Well, I think you will discover that um, 
the MOS of your troops does not impact the gravity of the stupid crap they get up to. So um, <clears throat> it's the same trash. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, stay, stay tuned, faithful listener, to where I go to next. I'm sure I'll post about it on Facebook or Twitter or something. Anyway, um, so I, I guess we need to touch base on how how did you get back into the hobby after mostly getting out of it and still dabbling here and there right. with, the, with the, the odd game of Risk or Junta or Axis and Right. Um, I kind of started getting back into it um, after I was in the Middle East in Bahrain. I came, I got a... Uh, and when I'm what we call uh, inspector instructor duty in the Marine Corps, which makes I was an active duty sergeant major uh, on the staff of a reserve infantry battalion. Um, and I don't know how the other services do this, but in the Marine Corps, what we have is an active duty staff that trains the battalion. So they had their own sergeant major, but I was like an instructor sergeant major. And so we we're back. And here I was, I was in Cleveland at the time, um, 325 was the unit, um, and uh, they were actual game stores there, which you don't see a lot of in places like Bahrain, um, but uh, so I then they would have game nights, so I would just show up and play whatever they were introducing uh, for a few hours, and that's kind of how I started getting getting a taste for it again by showing up and because uh, I never lost my taste for science fiction or, you know what I mean? Those kind of things. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, when you're the levels we're at, the, our circle of friends is gets smaller and smaller. And, <laughs> um, so I, I just went out to these civilian stores or, or found, uh, you know, groups that were getting together to play and just would join them, uh, and get reintroduced to, to a lot of different types of games. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and then, um, and then when I was in Yuma, Arizona at the air ring with the black sheep and these other units, we actually got to go, uh, to, uh, we could volunteer, uh, for uh, San Diego, Com- San Diego comic con. And that was a blast. And anything you want in the realm of nerdy, cool science fiction, fantasy world, you can get into. So there were entire rooms filled with guys playing games and so you could go there and try out different games before introducing things um so i got to do that a little bit um and then just when i retired i could finally just you know uh i had the time to you know invest in certain games and find groups to play with uh like the j3 war pigs or i don't know i don't think that's an accurate name but i'm calling it that uh, I just I just call it the J three crew. Okay. Um, no, nothing fancy, you know. Nothing nothing yeah. bloodthirsty. Just no. You know. I'm all about simplicity, especially in gaming. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so now now that I've got a little more time to de- uh, you know and energy to devote to that, um, I don't know. It's just uh, you know I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So that's kind of how I got back in into it, and you know and guys like you who are encouraging people like me and any kind of newcomer into playing it, uh, playing any games is just been great. 
um, you know, you kind of got me to go to recruits as well. Um, and that was a blast, you know, cause you've got a full spectrum of age groups and, <clears throat> you know, uh, and, and opportunities to play different kinds of games. So that was, that's been awesome. Yeah. Un- unfortunately recruits is still happening this year. It's, it's going to look, it's going to look different. It's not being held at, Lee Summit High School, they've kind of gotten in with the Heart of America, let's see, Heart of America Historical Miniatures Gaming Society, and I think one other group, and they're just kind of getting on getting on board with that. So hopefully it's not a permanent change for recruits, because I, I do like that energy yeah. and the, uh, the energy and the ethos that it brings, yes. you know? Uh, so we'll Plus, I mean, it's it's great to be able to walk in the door and pay your five bucks for the entire weekend, and, and you're good, you know. Right, um, right. You mentioned- well, and I think that was one of the uh, things that made the, was the appealing about recruits is they were beholden to nobody, right. so it could be a relatively affordable. Well, and that would defeat the purpose because I remember being in high school, and I, you know, I in high school I would skip lunch to save my money to buy comic books with. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and considering how much games cost, you know, uh, that's, you know, that would defeat the purpose if it costs, you know, a ton of money for a kid to get into recruits, mm-hmm. uh, I think. But that's well, just my now opinion. That you're back, now that you're back into it, um, if if folks have been on the Twitter, folks can follow you. You're, you're still America's Sergeant Major. Uh, link yeah. in the show notes, and you okay. have been posting some pictures of Gasland cars here and there. Yeah, I'm not a big. Maybe after this, I'm going to have to increase my presence. I'm not a big social media nerd, but yeah, maybe I could start doing that. Start liking well, me, and I'll send. A, I'll send out a new picture for each like I get or each follow. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm a late adopter. So, people, all right. <laughs> what what had what what got you into into Gaslands? Um, well, at recruits, funny enough, there was a guy running a table there, and I was observing the game, and it looked like a blast. Um, and I just love the idea of being able to buy a ninety nine cent Hot Wheels Matchbox diecast car and immediately, you know, rolling it onto the table and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, that really appealed to me, and again. It's a relatively simple system. I don't know. You could argue about that. Um, I don't like games that require a PhD to, you know, master. Um, uh, and and I also don't like modeling all that much. I don't have the time, patience, or – well, I, I used to joke that I didn't have the money, but I suppose I do – but uh, I just didn't have the time or the patience to learn how to master that skill. Right. Um, and that's a choice. I'm not knocking anybody that does do that. Uh, but the I say that to say that Gaslands, making a Gaslands car is a lot more forgiving than, you know, the larger scale models that you can get into. And so that's kind of been my introduction to modeling because I never really got into that. So I'm able to do that. And if I make a mistake on a stupid, you know, 99 cent car, it doesn't break my heart as opposed to a, I don't know, $50 
you know, <laughs> sure. model or something. Yeah. So it's a, to me, for me, it was a good introduction to this is how to paint. You know, this is how to kit bash a, a model, right? So um, <clears throat> that, I've enjoyed yeah. that. I've made a ton of little cars and uh, more cars than I could possibly play in a stupid game. And, and who's to say, you know, depending on the background that you're using or depending on the on the different factions that you have in your game, who's to say that the paint job's messed up anyway, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would never knock someone's capability because I, quite frankly, suck. At, yeah. You know, painting. But... Well, I wouldn't say that. You know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, are you happy with the result? Right. You know, and if you're happy with the result, you know, you're, you're the only person that you need to please with your, with your painting and your modeling. Absolutely. No, I agree. Like, and again, I'm learning, like I can see a difference between the first car I ever made and the one I finished yesterday. Right. Um, and, uh, that's huge. And, uh, so you're, I'm seeing progress. Um, and I'm having fun doing it. So, um, well, I mean, there you go. Day, obviously supposed to be fun, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Um, what? Wait a second. Um, we're supposed to be enjoying ourselves. Stop it. But um, which which kind of makes me wonder why you know people consider golf to be a hobby. You know, you're supposed to enjoy it. I <laughs> there's hard. I I, <laughs> I I hear a lot of guys talk about golf in in the barber shop, and I don't think many of them actually enjoy it. So. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I never been into that. I played golf twice the second time to make sure I didn't like it. And, um, to me, if, if there was a rules adjustment, like if you met another golfer on the green and you had to club it out for green superiority, uh, then, then I might enjoy that game a little bit more. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, exactly. There's a reason, right? Come on. Everyone's got their own bag. I just think <laughs> golf is stupid. Don't get offended, anybody. I also um, think the Empire is the good guys in Star Wars, so, you know, get over it. <laughs> with the with your return to the gaming fold, the hobby fold, what, what have you found as far as your your likes and dislikes? And and that can be anything like the you know, you know what, you know any part of the process of painting and modeling that you like or dislike, or the online activity or types of games that you like or dislike. And you know, just open mm. it up. What do you think? Oh my, um, yeah, I really hate painting. No, <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm just not good at it, so I have to learn. I have to have patience there. Um, <clears throat> Um, likes, you know, it's funny, like I haven't gotten too much into online checking out different things and, and I just hear stories about that. So, uh, I haven't encountered it personally about, you know, like people who are being jerks, but I've heard stories and I'm constantly amazed that, you know, we finally got into a place where we're not going to get our lunch money taken for liking this thing. And so we immediately, uh, like, beat each other up and uh, I'm fascinated that that is occurring, you know, and cause I've heard different things uh, about different various groups and the gatekeeping and the, you know, this and that, but 
you know, come on guys, you know, it's a get over it. Let's have fun. But anyway, um, as far as games go, I'm all about simplicity because I love, uh, like I really enjoyed like what a tanker and then, you know, what a space tanker and, um, what else have we played that I've really just gotten a lot of out of, uh, Oh, I love Jay Wiley's stuff. And I think for me, like the biggest thing about the whole gaming thing is I love the storytelling aspect. Sure. And in games like Jay Wiley puts out and, and, you know, some of these allow me to adjust the narrative to a story that I want to tell or play, if that makes sense. Um, it does. And I love the fact that you can cross over stuff like, you know, the fact that all, all my models, models, models for, um, uh, what is it? Star, uh, oh, what's the spaceship game? He's got the, the, uh, Star Fighters. Star Fighters. I want to say Star Blasters. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm terrible. I don't remember any of the rules and I don't remember the names of any games. I just show up and play them. But, um, <laughs> can I do this? No. Okay. Roll dice. Um, all my models for that game are all like Star Wars, uh, you know, models. Well, except for the Star Trek ones. I got a bunch of those Klingon warbirds that I think are cool. But uh, I like that I can use those models in a bunch of different games, right? That I'm not dialed into, you know, only this model is for this game. You know, I have all these Gasland cards that I keep, by, you know, bending your ear about, hey, we need to figure out how to play these in what a tanker. You know, as partisan forces or something. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else? Oh, I, well, I've got those GKR robots, and I'm looking at Jay Wiley's games and trying to figure out how can I play these models in that game. Um, and uh, and again, yeah, because the storytelling aspects of those, you know, are, are wide open, and I that that just appeals to me. Um, huge. Um, storytelling storytelling is kind of my thing so um <clears throat> that that's what really appeals to me about the whole especially when you get to shoot you know han solo and princess leia right in the face sorry i've had a little flashback there folks of my first j3 um, where han solo and princess leia were summarily executed by stormtroopers as it should have happened in the movies any rate um <laughs> That's going to get some angry tweets. Um. <laughs> that's that's quite all right. I, I can handle angry tweets. Um, <laughs> so, um, switching gears, I mean, just in my experience playing playing games with you at Recruits, and even when you came over to uh, to your place for that weekend mm. that you had, which you're, you're doing that again, right? Oh, yes. Okay, we just need to figure out a time. Um, My wife keeps asking me, are you going to do that again? Do I, I need to get the house ready. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. Um, uh, well, I've already got pre-approval, so we're square. There you go. Um, is there anything that you can think of that you wouldn't want to game? Well, and it's just a matter of taste, right? Like everybody's got their thing and it's okay if I don't like your thing or you don't like my thing, right? Like it's, you know, we live in an era for some reason that if I will, I already mentioned star Wars. If I criticize star Wars, like all the hardcore fans are going to crap all over me 
because I said something bad about their thing. It's okay, guys. You know what I mean? We, we're not all going to like the same stuff. But I say that to set up the fact that I'm, you know, like, what a tanker. I'm more interested in the space tanker than I am in the regular what a tanker kind of World War II style. Um, I'll play them because, you know, we're playing games. But I like more science fiction and fantasy stuff. So historical wargaming, not quite my bag. Um <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I want to shoot death rays of people, not, you know, Kalashnikovs or, you know what I mean? Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Thompson machine guns. Um, and I'm not too into like modern contemporary stuff, probably cause I lived in it. I don't even like modern war movies, right? Cause I was there. So I don't care to watch that. Uh, and then, you know, make my wife mad at me cause I keep yelling BS at the screen. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I can I concur one hundred percent. I I have played in I, I haven't played any Afghanistan games. The one Afghanistan mm-hmm. game I did play was during the Soviet Afghan War. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and now having read more on it, I I don't think I'd want to go back to doing a Soviet Afghan War game. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't want to do a well, not even modern. I mean, hey. As far as we're concerned, the Afghan war's over, right? We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're rolling up the sidewalks, and you know, the last last helicopter out of Bagram took off yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't, and I and I don't have a problem with people who play those games. You know, yeah. I don't have a problem necessarily with the folks that get really down in the weeds on you know this different piece of equipment versus that and that sort of thing. I mean, if that that's all fine and, and dandy. It's just, it's just not my bag. Now that right. the, the different, then the, this is going to come across kind of strangely. I do have not necessarily a dream game, but a, a game concept that I've wanted to pursue is I'm a big, I am a big fan of call of duty, modern warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the original, you know, the, COD 4 when it came out um, is it came out right when we were getting ready to go to Afghanistan and we played a lot of it in Afghanistan mm-hmm. but that's not set in Afghanistan it's not set in Iraq it's set in some right. fictional Middle Eastern country right I, I do want to <laughs> do a game in that setting where each player has a single figure and you're playing it like a first person shooter where you have different attributes and you respawn and you know, you're doing capture the flag or team deathmatch or what have you. Right. Right. So that I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it would just be, you know, 2008, you know, U S army guys wearing the, the crappy gray ACUs. <laughs> and, right. You know, capital I insurgents without any specific, geopolitical <laughs> right aim. yes no i know i get but it and would, see i'd rather play that than the stupid video games like i hate video games and the reason i hate video games is because i suck at them like 
Right. Like I've tried to play, you know, video games when my younger cousins have them. And I'm like, I'm the guy with my crosses are on the ceiling. They're on the floor. They're on the ceiling. They're on the floor. And I'm like, God dang it. I'm more dangerous in real life than a stupid video game. I can't get the crosshairs on the bad guys. This game is stupid. You know, I'm going to pull my pin on a vortex grenade and fall on it. You know, whatever, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Fair so, enough. No, I, I totally get where you're coming from with the modern stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's just, I probably, I don't think I, I don't think I can do Vietnam for the most part. Mm. I may, right. maybe, I don't know. There, there's some, there's definitely some interesting avenues to explore with that. But right. well, I guess that's well, my brother's got, got uh, jet fighters. For that Vietnam. was a fun game. Yeah, that was I a fun, and we were play testing some of that. And again, but that's not my realm. You and I are, you know, grunts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So flying jets around is kind of new, you know. Um, yeah. That is <laughs> and, different. You know, yeah. Um, oh, what was I just thinking, too? Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. No big deal. But um, I, yeah, I... And I will play certain games. Well, I was going to say, for instance, you know, Axis and Allies is fun. But if you were to ask me what I'd rather play, I'd rather play Axis and Allies and Zombies. Right? Because Zombies, hello, which I was actually surprised really does change the nature of the game. (laughs) I think the first time I played it, all the players looked at each other at one point and were like, guys, if we don't all kill the Zombies... (laughs) None of us are going to win the game. And, you know, for a moment, the the world powers had to get together and eliminate all the zombies that were just, you know, springing up on the board. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm always all up. about. Hmm? Plan on bring that to J3. Oh, and, I was. Uh, you, Nick, Chris, and I will play it Thursday night because I think we'll mm. be the only ones there for Thursday. Okay. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I, I definitely think that the and there there is certainly something, um, and you know, heck, I, and, and maybe that would be what would get me to do modern stuff. You know, Cthulhu in Afghanistan. Oh, I can oh yeah. Probably, you know, <laughs> yeah, we got to enter the caves to take out the cultists. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could do that. I could do that. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, is there anything that you've seen out there that does kind of pique your interest, but you just haven't been able to get to it yet, or you haven't found the right avenue for it? Um, if you walk into a game store and look on the shelf, (laughs) all those games you see, I probably want to play them. Um, like, uh, well, one of the games that got me back into playing was, uh, was it, uh, I think it's. King of Tokyo. Oh, that's a great uh, game. That is a blast. So, and there's uh, that game, and then there's like some expansions and a new dark. I think I don't know the name of it. It's like a dark version of the game, and I don't get it unless it's like really awful. Um, because I used to play. Uh, uh, oh, there was a game that used to be out, and I think I still have a couple copies of it. I just have to find them. Um, Monsters Menace America. Okay. You ever played this? Uh, you simultaneously control a giant kaiju monster and a, a faction of the American military. 
and basically you're stomping your monster across the map and then using the military to fight the other monsters. And the monsters can also fight each other. Um, and great. it's a blast. I had a blast. But so I, I, well, I was like, King of Tokyo, you can play a monster again. Great. Um, I really enjoy that game. Oh, man, there's so many cool little... Uh, I can't even think of all of them. Um, you know, just fun. I'm almost down to play just about anything. <laughs> but, um, you know, games like that where there's just a fun... A story and you can you know i want to control a mech and fight it against people i want to control a kaiju monster i want to squat a space marines i want to command them command them against the forces of heresy and evil you know uh i want to do all those things i want to be a barbarian cleaving people with a giant meat cleaver and collecting you know orc ears i want to do all those things yeah, we can certainly certainly make that happen that's for sure <laughs> um <clears throat> What's what do you think you got, or I should say, what what are you what are you looking forward to in the next six months to a year? What are are you about? Are you do you think you've got enough for uh, Gaslands for a while? Are you looking looking for another project? Maybe what what do you think? I really don't know. I'm kind of hardcore Gaslanding for right now. Well, and that's not that I'm playing a lot of games, but I'm. Uh, I've just recently gotten into starting to work on terrain and uh, you know uh, we mentioned, I mentioned this to you before, but I'll bring it up again. You know, I I've started working on building gates um, for the game. Cause I really haven't used them for the games I have played. Um, I, uh, and I'm working on those uh, Sarlacc pits that I was talking about it. Um, and because uh, I saw someone selling, I saw it on Facebook. You know how like weird stuff pops up on Facebook that you didn't know you were into. That this thing popped up where this person makes a sarlacc pit that you can put in a flower pot and have in your garden. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's cool. Should I order that and try to use it as a game top piece?" I was like, "You know what? I could build that." And so basically, I I bought some Star Wars toy that has a bunch of tentacles, and I bought some you know uh, uh, craters. And I just started sticking the tentacles in the craters, drilled little holes in the stick the tentacles and painted everything. And um, so I, stuff like that, you know, I'm moving outside of working on the cars into working on terrain. And, and uh, this morning I was painting tank traps, spray painting tank traps and, you know, uh, rocks and things like that. So I think, you know, as I, as I start learning more about the hobby altogether, I'm, my interests are expanding if that makes sense into Oh, it makes perfect sense. My creativity is also expanding, right? <clears throat> That's great. That's great. Um now didn't mention it earlier, but I think it is worth mentioning that you are a college student as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you, GI Bill. I appreciate it, everybody. Yeah. Um attending a, a I guess it is a private school, isn't it? Um, I guess it's a Baptist university. Uh, don't hold it against me. Um, but I'm having a ball there. Um, yes. And I'm, uh, let's see, what are my majors? I'm kind of, technically it's a, a, was it a, 
multiple multiple disciplinary degree, but I'm focusing on uh, creative writing, English literature, and a minor in theater. <laughs> um, so I'm having a ball. That's great. Yeah, anytime you can get into a creative creative mode like that, I, I think it just it just increases your creativity across multiple. Uh, disciplines, right? Absolutely. So, I absolutely agree with that. Like, like I said earlier, storytelling is kind of my thing. And if you limit that to writing, right, I think you're making a mistake for me or for you and I, we're both writers. And for instance, like theater has taught me so much more about storytelling in and of itself than simple writing classes. Have yeah. Done, you know, um, so yeah, speaking, don't be afraid to go ahead. Speaking of storytelling, you and our mutual friend, Nick Nethery, um, competed in a near future, oh. uh, basically yes, near the, future science fiction, uh, writing contest. Right. And the story you wrote called crowdfunded was selected as the winner um, what was the organization? Was it USNI? Was it? Yeah, US it was Institute? the U.S. Naval Institutes. They had a fiction essay contest, and the idea was to focus on near future, and then, you know, uh, what kind of problems we would run into. You know, what kind of issues are we going to face in the near future? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Nick and I had a ball with that. Oh my goodness! I'll I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the story. Um, as well as to the podcast episode where you talked to the USNI wonks hmm. about the writing yeah. of the story and some of the real world ramifications. Cause uh, I forget if it was you or Nick in the podcast mentioned that all the technology that is mentioned in the story is being either discussed or developed. Right. I think right that now. was me. Um, and yeah, cause um, you can look it all up and it's there, yeah. you know? Um, uh, and I think that would be a, that would be a hell of a good game. That scenario mm. that you're that you're talking about, and one of the things I, without getting without giving too much of the story away, you know, no spoiler alerts, but you know that that would be an interesting concept of you know different things that you do in the game would unlock abilities, we'll say, mm. or assets, right? Um, to use in the game, well, well kind of mm-hmm. like you know. It, in the Call of Duty games, right? And if you get these kill streaks and you open up all the, you know, helicopters and attack dogs and, right. <laughs> and what have you. Well, and so in, I, the interesting thing too might be that you could do that, but there's consequences. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause the characters at the end of our story might be facing a court martial. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really, that, you know, that, that we end the story before any of that possibly happens, you know? Um, um, but yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that, but yeah, that would be kind of a fun, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a blast and a half. And, you know, with you, with your nascent terrain making skills, you know, the, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not terribly difficult to make a middle Eastern apartment block. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. there are kids yeah. out there, you know, or even just detail sets. So, but absolutely. Uh, well, it's it's even with a little bit of a detour um, that we made, or 
here that's been edited out. Um, uh, I, we're right about the time. I've it's like I mentioned earlier. It's thirty July. I've got stuff to do. We've got a uh, big shindig going on at the local park. Uh, I've got to, to mow. I've got to help cook pork chop sandwiches for the football team. And oh man, send me stuff. one of those in the mail. <laughs> They are pretty good. They are pretty good. But uh, um, I think this is a good time to call it. Good time to wrap it up. I'll be seeing you in less than a week for J3. Yes. Um, well, I guess we we will be about... hunting members of the Rebel Alliance One can for hope, being right? traitors. Yes. We're, uh, J3 is expanding into Thursday now. Uh, we're going to go... Or my friend, well, Nick is coming up. He's yep. uh, on leave. Uh, he's going to come join us uh, for it for the first time. We're looking forward to that. Um, this is going to be the first big one in a while. I think mm. we're going to have. Uh, I think we're going to have fourteen gamers on Saturday. Holy smokes! Yeah, so we're going to have to have multiple. We've we've run concurrent games before, so it's not a big right. deal. But yeah, uh, it, it's going to be. I a would good like time. to see. I would like to see 14 drivers on a gas lance. That probably, I don't know if the game's designed to handle that. <laughs> but you know what? We don't care. Um, yeah, well, what's the worst can ha- that can happen, right? Carnage. So, yeah. Um, we'll have, let's see, Army, Air Force, Marine Corps. I don't think we're going to have any Navy this time. Mm. Palmer's our Navy guy now, so. Um, he's he's off gallivanting in the Mediterranean currently. Yes. So. like those sailors do. <laughs> he's talking uh, about something about being on a nude beach. I'm afraid he was the only one there with his clothes off. So, oh, heaven help us. But yeah, just a few days away, man. It's it's gonna be good. Yeah. I, I've got I set myself a pretty ambitious painting goal and. Uh, I do have plans to spend most of tomorrow and a good chunk of Monday evening painting. So, yeah, I just realized when we were talking the other day that I was like, I need to get hot on this. I got, you know, and I'm like, oh my man, I'm going to bring a bunch of stuff with me. <laughs> All this crap to bring. Well, Whoa, if, man, if that's okay too because if if we have to put axes and allies and zombies off to off till Sunday, we can. If you just mm-hmm. want to sit around and paint. Thursday night. We could do that too. What I was actually thinking is that you, me, Nick, and Chris could play maybe an introductory game of GKR and maybe a Gaslands game. Um, just to well, me and Nick were talking about running the GKR together. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of get the knock the dust off, you know. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, all our oyster man. I mean, I, I've, I've got that schedule, but it's just a, that's just a suggestion. I mean, we don't have to yeah. stick to that. So. I'm, I yeah, and, you know, in the end, I'm wide open because I'm the only mandatory thing that ha- has to happen is that we have fun. Yeah, so. exactly. So, well, all right. I, I think, I think they're, the, the listeners are probably tired of listening to us with our inside baseball and talking about stuff that they're not going to be able to participate in. <laughs> Do your own clubs. Come on. Yeah, that's that's always the that's always the trick on these shows is when you get buddies talking about what they're doing together. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, that sounds really cool. I wish I could do that. Well, listener, I gotta tell you, you can do that. That's right. Uh, this Don't is be the, scared. 
That's right. This is the 11th iteration of uh, J3. And I think we're up to the next CJ3 in January will be like the fifth, maybe even the sixth. Mm. But, you know, it all started, the idea for J3 started when I saw a blog post someone had made where they had taken a Napoleonic game and there was like a a beer garden where these people live and the beer garden has like these private rooms and where that you could rent for the day. Right. And they played this Napoleonic game in the beer garden. And I thought, man, that's a cool idea. And that sounds like heaven. Um, you know, Jeremy in, in, in the winery, Jeremy's got that elevated room, you know, off to the side. And I was thinking about, that'd be cool to have an afternoon game in there, right. At the winery. And then I thought, well, it'd be cool to have, you know, some folks come from out of town and just expand it to where now it's almost like our own mini multi-day mini convention. And, you know, started off on Friday night and then people started coming on Friday morning and now we've got people showing up (laughs) Thursday afternoon. (laughs) But it's, and folks, if you're listening, you know, there are, I'm sure there is a venue somewhere near you where you could do something like this, even if it was just for an afternoon. Um, you know, um, fans of Henry Hyde. Hello, Henry. Uh, hope you're, you know, hope you're having a good day if you're listening today. Um, you know, Henry and his crew with the Aiton games where they just take over a village hall for a day in mm-hmm. Aiton, Yorkshire. Right. You know, and in, uh, actually, no, that, that's expanded. That That is also expanded into a weekend. So, um, you know, look, you look know earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Look for those opportunities. You know, something you talked about, we asked me earlier about, like, what do you like about the hobby and what, you know, for the most part, all I've ever seen is people who want to introduce other people to the thing that they love. Mm-hmm. And almost every game store out there has a calendar with what kind of games they're playing or, you know, an open table where you can just show up and pull something off the shelf and play it. So, you know, no one's from what I've seen, most people don't care that you've never played these games before or you, you know, just get in there and start having fun. So. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's really what it's about. It's about having fun. It's about the, camaraderie fellowship whatever term you want to use with you know with your friends i'm blessed with a group of good friends and we've very few instances of you know crosswords at these at these events so i a certain amount of certain amount of wine and beer and other spirits certainly helps but (laughs) um (laughs) Well, I, I think one of the big contributing factors is Beth's cooking because Beth does mm-hmm. a does a great job. I'm I'm lucky that the venue is cheap enough and yeah, the food is you know Beth does a great job with the food where you know folks don't have to pay a lot of money to come to J3 you know right and you know foods included if you want to drink something that's not made by Coca Cola then you gotta you know bring it <laughs> yourself that's not too terrible but. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, I well, Mike, I will see you in a couple days. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your schedule to sit and talk for a little bit. And uh, any any final notes, any final pearls of wisdom you want to 
send out to the folks in the oh universe? Oh my goodness. The gamer folks who all know more about gaming than I do. Um, no, just make sure at every opportunity you, uh, you know, take your stormtroopers and kill those filthy rebel scum and uh, loudly declare your victory because really in the end it's all about crushing your enemies, seeing them driven before you and hearing the lamentation of their women. Um, <laughs> just have fun. Oh, man. That's right. Thanks for having and me, Jay. I'm having a blast. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you were able to join uh, join in the discussion and on this special episode. And um, Listeners, uh, you can probably guess by the frequency since the last episode I am. I am looking for opportunities to get, get the episode out episodes out more frequently so stay tuned uh there's more to come uh you know i might i might i've been talking about doing a just kind of a j3 show you know just have have the computer handy for odd recording here and there five ten minutes snatches at a time so we might do that too so might be hearing mike again here on the next episode on episode 70 stand by stand by to stand by (laughs) on that note as always, there you have it. Don't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it's my spiel. It's my in the show spiel. Sorry, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Boss oh. interrupted. Now you're interrupting. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I can't help it. Go ahead. As always, if the word well, I'm not supposed to head. talk now, right? I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead. Are you done? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> okay. If the war game <laughs> isn't any fun, you make it fun. That is all. The Veteran Wargamer is copyright J. Arnold, 2021. Music courtesy of freemusicarchive.org.